Empower Radio presents Art as Worship with Vanessa Lowry. Welcome to Art as Worship. Each week we feature stories of artists and explore their process of creation. I'm your host, Vanessa Lowry, and I'm thankful that you're joining me. On this show, I talk with artists of various faiths, working in a wide range of mediums on the common theme of how they use inspiration and creativity as an expression of their spirituality. Learn how their art is an expression of their own connection to however they name God, Jehovah, Allah, Source, the universe, the great mystery, or something else. My hope is that these stories will inspire your creative efforts and your own spiritual expression. My guest today is author and teacher Tom Bird. Led by a vision, the answer to a prayer, 24-year-old Tom Bird put into play what he saw that night 31 years ago, and the results were miraculous. Within six weeks, Tom sold his very first book to the third largest publisher in the world for an amount equivalent to three times his salary at the time as a publicist for the big league's Pittsburgh Pirates. Since then, he's written 23 other books and led tens of thousands to live their literary and personal writing dreams through over 4,200 lectures at the top colleges and universities in the country and by conducting hundreds of retreats. At present, Tom offers his Write Your Publishable Book in a Weekend Retreat at a variety of different locales nationally about a dozen times a year. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you, Vanessa. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm so glad to have you here, and I think it's amazing that you've written so many books and that you've taken that on as um, such a such a mission to help other people write their books. Can you tell us a little bit about this first book and how that came about? Yes, you know, I, I really believe in the power of desperation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really think desperation is a forefather of faith. At least that's been an experience in my life. I, I knew from a very young age, even before I could read, that I was um, I was meant to write books. And uh, Long story short, I went through as much conventional education as possible to to train myself to become the author. I thought I already was. And what I really found was that conventional wisdom and teaching really wasn't leading me to where I needed to go. And and so I asked for some divine intervention to, to make that a reality for me, make my dream, my purpose, my mission a reality for me. And I did wake up in the middle of the night, um, two nights later after asking for that inspiration, with uh, an image from a dream that showed me exactly what I needed to do, which was really almost the opposite of what what I've been taught. And I put that into play, sold my first book, and six weeks later. A big part of that message, though, that I want to share is that when, out of my desperation, um, I was in great pain because, again, I I knew exactly what I wanted to do with my life. I'd gone about uh, conventional methods to try to make that a reality. It wasn't working. I was a man deep in frustration and pain and anger at the time. And out of that desperation, I promised to always show other people how to write their books to get them sold and become published authors if that, uh, if that message was given to me first. And uh, so I started teaching shortly afterwards and um, after the sale of my first book. And I did so reluctantly, to be honest with you. Um, I was kind of um, angry that I, I made the promise to begin with because I never really saw myself being a speaker, a teacher, a presenter. So you made but the promise, quickly, but you thought, I don't know if I really meant that promise or not. <laughs> well, you know, I made the promise out of desperation. Um, mm-hmm. And in my, the answer to my prayers happened so quickly 
that I didn't have the convenient opportunity to forget what it was that I had made the promise about. Right. <laughs> so I, I started teaching out of obligation. And um, I really had a, a plan that I would teach for maybe two years because my obligation would be fulfilled at that point and I would have lived in my integrity. I could walk away and just do what I wanted with my life. But teaching became a very important gift to me and a very big surprise. I didn't realize how much I would enjoy doing it. I didn't realize how much of an effect uh, what I had to share would have on people's lives. And I didn't realize how valuable what it was that I was teaching was to so many. Um, you know, writers, more in most cases, keep their dreams kind of close to their chest. They don't talk to them about, talk to those dreams to a lot of people. They don't share those with a lot of people. And um, and when I started teaching my classes, my classes were overwhelmed with people that were coming in out of nowhere looking for the solutions I had to offer. And um, so now I've taught before 80,000 uh, aspiring authors, uh, you know, tens of thousands have gone on publications, and those that put into play what I've suggested have had similar results to mine. And um, it's become a real calling and a real ministry for me and something that I love to do. When I go in and teach and lecture, when I hold a retreat, I get to see people's lives change right before my eyes, much like my own life changed right in front of me so quickly when I put into play the methods that I saw that would work for me. And uh, it's been a real blessing. I think it's interesting that as um, as authors and artists that are... You know, our, our path kind of changes as our art is created. So I know that you've written 23 books, published 23 books, which I think is a, a huge number. So how have you seen um, your spirituality expressed in your writing, or how has that shifted as you've written, you know, the next book and then the next book and the next book? Well, I, I really think that everything's spiritual in nature, to be honest with you. And... Um, to neglect that is to neglect our, ourselves and divine purpose and our, our abilities. And the most important book that an author can write is his or her first one. And by using a, the divine method, which I use, it, what happens is that book not only comes through the author, but so does that white light spiritual connection that is out there waiting for, to connect with the white light spiritual receptor inside of us. And so when you write that book, that switch that first one, you birth not only your divine voice, but you divert, birth your divine message. And everything just seems to fall in place in your life. You know, it's something we're all looking for. We're all looking for that unconditional love bump that comes as a result of that connection as well. And when you get that unconditional love bump and you're one with your purpose, everything finds its place in your life. And... Um, the worries and doubts and concerns and frustrations that you may have had up to that point are gone because there's just no longer any room for them in your life. And uh, lives change immediately. I see relationships heal. I see people's physical ailments heal. Um, I see people come into my retreats that have arthritic wrists and carpal tunnel and bad shoulders and are concerned about not, not being able to write. And when that book and that white light energy of the book comes through them, um, and then what happens is those aspects of them heal. And what we have forgotten as authors, or maybe just didn't know, is that writing is a holistic art form. It takes into consideration the intellectual, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. And the reason we want to write, and this is what I've garnered after 
teaching for 31 years. The reason people want to write is because there is a book or a series of books stuck inside them trying to get out. Now, we don't actually create those books. We release the books. That's why so many of your listeners have had the opportunity to uh, sit down and start to write, and, and words just poured out of them. They weren't consciously creating or directing the process. The words were just pouring out of them. That's because they were connecting to a book or an inspiration that had been designed before they got here, born on this earth, designed to be coming through them. And so that's what we really do at the retreats, is we tap and we move beyond the human limitations <clears throat> that we've created for ourselves. And we move into a divine state, what I refer to as the author within, author within zone state. We tap into the book that's already there, and the book just comes flying out of the uh, the authors. So do you which, have any kind of a process that you use and that you teach at your retreats to help people tap into that white light and to tap into the divine when they get ready to yeah. sit down and write? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's, um, in fact, uh, listeners out there can exercise the ability to go get a copy of that uh, procedure for free from my website. Um, I help the authors relax, and then I keep them in a relaxed state. When they relax, their earthly concerns and worries and doubts and confusions drift away because we go into a right brain state as opposed to a left brain state. It's quite simple to do. Um, I can cure writer's block for about 20 minutes working with people. And what I suggest to anybody that's out there today um, you can go to my website, which is www.tombirdattombird.com, www.tombirdattombird.com. <clears throat> on my homepage, my website, you'll see a freebies page. And on there, there's a, a CD you can download for, for free called Transitioning Back to the Author You Were Meant to Be. You can download it for free. Um, <clears throat> the CD is divided into two tracks. The first track puts you in that author within zone state, which only takes about six minutes. It's just simply a relaxation drill. And then the second track is a subliminal CD that keeps you in that state and allows you to maintain that connection and that flow and that release of your book. Because I'm sure most of you out there have had the experience words have just poured out of you. And the key to being the author you already are is knowing how to get in that state and knowing how to stay in that state. And the reason you've had words pour out of you and lost that inspirational state was because you didn't know how to stay in that state. The CD keeps you in that state. There's also a book on my website, which I give away for free, and I, I tithe uh, one-tenth of all my products and income and, and give it away for free. And... And that's what the freebie page is all about on my website. There's uh, another option on the freebie page. There's a book called Right to Heal, in which you can download for free. It's a small but extremely powerful book, which I've written. And this book is designed to utilize the healing powers of writing to clear out all the vestiges of confusion and misalignment and misinformation that we've been exposed to through our lives to make room for that book and that author you already are to come pouring through. So it's really, really simple, Vanessa. You know, it's um, it's a combination. To being able to be the author you want to be is a combination of re-education, clearing and healing, and release. 
And Tom, do you find that um, that your workshops and your exercises work for people that are writing in all different genres, or is there a particular genre that it works best for? It works for anything someone wants to write. Uh, all great writing comes from the same place. It comes from an inspirational connection with the divine energy that we already are. are. And, and so it works for anything, you know. And people that come into my retreats, I have... Uh, very learned PhDs come in. I have very successful business people. I have lawyers, doctors, attorneys. I have people with high school educations. I have the old. I have the young. Uh, I have people that have started on their books. I have people that have written books and want to learn how to write them better. I have people that have no idea what they want to write, and it works for everybody. It's um, it's much like a common receptacle. Um, you can take a light. You can take and a cord from a uh, standalone light and plug it into that and the light goes on. You can plug in an iPod player that goes on. You can plug in a TV and it works. So it's a common receptacle that any of us can plug into to become the office we want to be. No matter what it is we want to write, no matter what our station of life. And so when you're when you're doing your own work, when you're doing your own writing, do you find that you um, tap into or you connect differently to your creative source than you do when you're in front of a group, teaching a group how to how to do that for themselves is there a is there a difference when you're doing things by yourself versus when you're collaborating with others? No. Uh, what I teach can be utilized in any mode to one's life. Um, you can go into that state and be a better accountant. You can go into that state and enjoy doing yard work more. You can go in that state and write a book. You can go into that state and sculpt better. You can paint better. It's all about being in a divine inspirational connection. And so do you find so, that you, um, are, are you, do you write on a regular basis on your own, on your own stuff? Or do you find that most of your time is spent teaching and helping others? You know, my whole goal every day is to be in that divine state my entire day. Um, from that state, I can be a better friend. I can be a better partner. I can be a better father. I can be just much happier. So do I go into that state every time I write? Absolutely. Um, but I write books so quickly and so fast that um, I don't really, I may take years off between writing books. See, I, I don't really see my writing as a profession, even though it is. I see it more as a calling. So I write a book when there's a book trying to come through me. And, um, and again, I may go years without writing a book because there's not a baby inside me looking to be birthed. But when there is, I do the exact same things to prepare for the release of that book and to release that book that I counsel my students to take on. You know, last summer, for example, I had written a book for about two years but then I felt one coming through, sat down to write it, and uh, over the course of a few weeks, I ended up writing five books. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, I, I believe there's a divine timing associated with everything, too. So, And um, I'm part of that divine timing, but I'm not necessarily in control of that divine timing. And books are born and released at times when they're meant to be born and released to change the energy level of the planet, to enlighten the author, and to enlighten his or her audience. So to try to force a book out before the gestation period of it has been completed would be to create a premature and dangerous birth. 
so I, I allow, you know, spirit to take care of that for me, and I, I just keep my, my headphones on. I'm always listening. So how do your ideas come to you, and how do you know when an idea is ready to be birthed? You know, writing is a very physical art form, and it's also a very emotional and mental art form. So um, I can tell when there's a book trying to come through me uh, because I can feel it in my body. Um, if I'm not going with an inspiration I have um, and I'm resisting it, uh, I get soreness in my body, I get grouchy, I get irritable. And people around me, my daughter and my girlfriend and others will say, do you need to write a book? <laughs> and I'll, I'll say, why? Well, you're kind of grouchy. I'm not grouchy, you know. Um, but I can literally feel it. Um, some of us are visual, more visual. Some are more auditory. And some of us are kinesthetic. I'm very kinesthetic. I feel things in my body. So I can feel something. I can feel an uneasiness like where I just can't get comfortable, you know. And, and when I don't give in to what's causing that discomfort, I get more uncomfortable. And then finally I realize, oh, there's a book trying to get come through me. And then I make time to release it. And when I do, I feel better physically and mentally and emotionally. It just comes right through me. And again, I, I want to stress that, um, you know, a few primary points I teach. Number one, um, and this is all these are the results of my teachings and what I've learned. Number one is you want to write because there's books stuck inside you trying to come out. And when you get in alignment with those books, you birth your divine self and your divine message, just like a woman who goes through a natural childbirth. Number two, when you sit down to write that book, it will come out of you very, very quickly. And the reason it does is because the book is a spiritual entity, so it's bodiless. So it moves at a high vibrational level. So to tap into that book, it's going to come out really quick. It's going to come out sometimes quicker than we can keep up with. Than we can keep up with. Yeah. Okay. Number three, the release of that book is very important. We'll be not creating a book. We'll be releasing a book because it's already inside of us. Number four, we're all worthy of having said something and left something behind on this earth. You know, Aristotle said to live a full and complete life. Every human being needed to do three things, raise a child, build a home, and write a book. And he knew the spiritual significance of writing. And he knew the personal significance that comes through when we do write. So everything I teach is based on those four basic premises. And it's also important that to realize that we have certain fears and limitations that we've imposed upon ourselves that are very unnatural. And a lot of them have to do with a lack of self-acceptance of our own divinity. And writing is a divine art form, so we limit that too. And it's those limitations that eventually bring us to the point that we become desperate enough that we really want to write because not doing so is causing us such great pain and frustration that we're finally willing to give up those limitations to become who we are. And so desperation, you know, I kidded about it at the top of our show, but to be honest with you, it can't be, the, the power of desperation cannot be um, ignored. So many people come to my retreats because their excuses, you know, I've been wanting to write for 30 years, and uh, I, just, I just want to do it, or I want to get this book out of me. <laughs> um, desperation leads them to the faith they need 
to become the authors that they already are. That makes sense. Because that desperation leads them to the point where they're finally willing to step beyond the fears and limitations they've unnaturally imposed upon themselves. Does that does that make sense, Stephen Essen? It does. And I you know, I'm curious what you say to people who are using the excuse of the limitation of, oh, there's already so many books written about this topic that I don't I don't think that I have anything new to say. What do you what do you tell people when that's their limitation? Well, you know, I tell them that you know, there's a lot of people who have sung the same song before too. But when you sing it, because of your own unique voice and tone and message that'll come through your tone, you'll sing it differently. We can all sing, 50 of us can sing the same song individually, but it'll sound differently for each one of us. And when that song is delivered as well, too, it's very, very important. Maybe someone wrote a book on your topic 10 years ago. That's great. They entertained the audience of 10 years ago. But between now and then, there's been a lot of other people that want the same information but delivered in a different format, which your voice will bring through so they can hear. So all, each one of us has a unique tone and vibration level that comes through when we, when we write, when we share, when we communicate. And you cannot underrate the significance of the uniqueness of your own voice an energy level. Well, and I also think that if there's multiple books out there around a particular topic, that means that there's a lot of people thinking about that topic, and there's a lot of interest in that particular topic. And so, yeah, be honest with you, there are no new books. You know, <laughs> really, right? Uh, you know, Samuel Johnson and uh, William Shakespeare, supposedly, you know, between the two of them. Uh, put together like about 12 different storylines of presentation. And nothing's really changed over hundreds of years. The only thing that's changed is the presentation, uh, the author's voice, and the timing. And so writing is a, the result of writing is a re- very repetitive result. But, you know, the way things are presented and when they're presented and who they're presented to, that's what varies a lot. And so if a person feels called to write a book, I need to tell them this, too. If they feel called to write a book and they, and they think they know or they absolutely know what they did they're going to write, they're wrong. They don't know. They can think they know what they're going to write, and they think they know that what they're going to write because they have insecurities that need to justify them taking this momentous step on their own. But I tell you, when the person sits down and write a book, that book will write itself. And there'll be much that the author will, get, will learn from the experience of writing. They'll learn about different aspects of their idea they had not conceived before. They'll learn about different angles, different placements. They'll learn about different presentations. But they may think they know what they are going to write. But when they sit down and write it, there's always something that's going to grow and change as a result. Life is a life, and writing are both very d- dramatic and dynamic art forms. We're always continuing to grow and change this life as time goes on. And so, one thing I find in my retreats as well too is that people come in. Sixty-five percent of my audiences come in, and they think they know what they're going to write. Okay, um, all of them end up writing something different that they anticipated. Now, some some cases, uh, a story idea may change 1% because there was an essential 1% twist or change that was necessary. 
In some cases, they'll move 180 degrees over to writing a completely different book that they anticipated. And the reason for that is, is because when the author gets an impulse to write a book, the left brain then gets a hold of the idea, and the left brain's in charge of keeping you safe. And keeping you from being embarrassed is a way of keeping you safe. So the left brain is say, oh my gosh, Vanessa wants to write a book. Okay, well, we want Vanessa to make a fool of herself, so we've got to make sure she writes about something that uh, she knows about. So, okay, we're going to let her write a book, but it's going to be about how to build, how to make the perfect peach pie, because she makes such a great peach pie. <laughs> but when Vanessa shows up at one of my retreats and sits down and connects with that spirit, what comes through is the real book, not the image of a book that the left brain created just to keep you safe. Does that make sense? It does. That's really powerful. And I, I do think that um, when we when we let go of trying to control everything, that life becomes much more interesting, and that's really what it's all about. You know, this this path of you know figuring out and being curious and learning new things. So I think that's wonderful that you create this space for people to feel safe in exploring that curiosity that we all innately have. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know, I, a number of years ago, I, I learned the power of the passenger seat in the car. You know, for years I've been driving all over the place and lecturing. And, and uh, I decided to try the other seat of the car for a while and let somebody else drive. And oh my God, I love <laughs> that so much more. And I, I think that's really what life's about is, yeah, you're in a car, you're sharing a car with uh, Spirit, but you know, spirits does a, can possibly do a better job of driving than you can. You can sit back and enjoy the experience and just uh, show up when you need to, mm-hmm. and and that's that's really what we're talking about with the writing too. Um, so, Tom, so, how, I, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to ask you how your how has your writing affected your spiritual evolution, or how has your spiritual evolution affected this journey of writing for you? Well, you know, I, I was meant spiritually and vocationally, um, I was meant to do two things, and write and teach. And without the writing, I was denying my message, I was denying my vocation, I was denying myself. And so it's an all-or-nothing thing, Vanessa. If, if you're in alignment with your purpose and your message, you're on your spiritual path. If you're not in alignment with that, you're not. So it's also uh, a choice between being happy and satisfied and feeling fulfilled and at peace or feeling frustrated, depressed, and angry. And, and I find that's an all-or-nothing switch. The, the writing has put me in my spiritual path because it is my spiritual path. It has helped me as well to grow my spiritual path because the continual connection with the divine and the inspirational through my writing and through my teaching has illuminated my understanding of what life is and how to be a good father, how to be a good friend, how to, the importance of one's life and how valuable every breath and every day and every minute is and every thought. So my spiritual path is writing and by being in connection with that, I get my connection with the divine and through that I feel I can have a very enlightened uh, experience as a human being. So I, we've got a few minutes left, and I would love for you to tell our listeners um, what they could expect at one of your retreats and how they can find out more about the retreats that you do. First of all, what, what can they expect on a tangible level? They can expect to 
learn to write a book, they can expect to write their book, and they can expect to come out of the retreat with a publishable book. Um, on a personal level, they can experience, expect the most dynamic change and alteration and growth and elevation of their life in a weekend that they could ever experience. Um, again, that's why I teach it. Personally, that's why I like teaching so much is because I get to see people's lives and purposes fulfilled and I get to see their lives change right before my eyes through the falling through of an art form which has drawn them in there. Um, in regard to finding out more information about the retreats, uh, they can check out my website at www.tombird.com. And again, I will be in Atlanta over Columbus Day weekend in October. Uh, I also have five other retreats I'll be teaching this year. But they can, uh, I strongly encourage them to go to my freebie page, my website, and download some of the classes, free classes and books and CDs I have there. And they can always call my office, too, at 928 203 0265-928-203-0265. And I encourage them to call my office or email me at tombird at tombird.com. Uh, if they would like, uh, I'd be more than happy to speak with them. I, I really like to get to know my authors before they attend a retreat, even if it's just a 10-minute conversation. So they get to know a little bit more about me, and I, I get to answer their questions that are burning most uh, uncontrollably in them about whether they can do this or not. So I encourage them, if they'd like, to give my office a call. We'd set up a time. We could chat for a few minutes. And the main thing I want to say is if, if you have a book inside you, whether you can afford to take one of my retreats or not, um, by all means, pursue the writing. Uh, pursue it aggressively. Pursue it faithfully. Pursue it out of desperation. But pursue it because the writing is a release of, is a combination of a release of your message and then the opportunity to step into your own divinity and your own purpose and then get alignment with your connection with spirit to do what you're meant to do in this world. That's what makes writing so different. It's different than any other art form because it becomes a permanent opportunity for a permanent enlightenment of the author to step forward into his or her life and be what you were meant to be and do what you were meant to do. And there is no greater opportunity to find peace there. So whether you can make it at a retreat, or not pursue your writing. Uh, again, the freebie page on my website has so much on it that you can literally take that information and begin to write your book on your own if you needed to. And I want to thank you for having me here today, Vanessa. Tom, thank you so much. Pleasure. And I, it's so exciting that you've got so many opportunities for our, for our listeners to come and take advantage of some of the things that you teach. So I appreciate you being here, and it really has been a fascinating show. So. Um, I, thanks again, and thank you to our listeners. I welcome your suggestions or comments on this or any of our shows. You can find links to all of our shows at Empower Radio and on our website, artasworship.net. Please come share your stories of Art as Worship on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash artisworship, or suggest an artist that we should interview. Listen in next week as we talk with another artist about their creative process and how it connects with their spiritual journey. May you have an inspired and creative week. Namaste.